Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God which we hear this evening is from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 26 verses 20 to 22. When evening had come he sat down with the twelve. Now as they were eating, he said, Assuredly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. It is always hurtful. For someone to betray you. But how much worse, how much greater the pain when it is someone near, someone close, someone who thought you thought was your friend, someone you thought you could trust, who stabs you in the back. Psalm 41, verse 9. Even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Jesus is aware that one of his hand-picked apostles, one of his closest group, will betray him that night. Notice how Matthew sets the stage for us. It's supposed to be a night of intimacy, a night of friends, a night to build up companion and fellowship. And yet Jesus, Jesus himself expressed his great desire to partake of this holy supper in Luke 22:15 with fervent desire i have desired to eat this passover with you before i suffer yet what should have been a night of fellowship seemingly is quickly shattered when jesus makes the pronouncement one of you will betray me this night Immediately, the Gospel of Matthew tells us they were exceedingly sorrowful. Jesus is the one who will be betrayed, right? And yet, at least at this point, it's not Jesus who is sorrowful, but the apostles. As terrible as it is to be betrayed, how much worse is it to know that you are one who betrayed your closest friend. Jesus himself expresses the same thought in Matthew 26, 24. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. And so it is that we find just before receiving the Lord's Supper, the apostles, what? Examining themselves, aren't they? The apostles looking into their own hearts and asking one another, is it I? Am I the one who is going to betray the Lord? Is it I? The Holy Spirit through the evangelists recorded these words of Jesus so that they are not spoken just to the apostles, are they? But to us as well. The Apostle Paul reminds us that Jesus' words are indeed not for the apostles alone, but for us as well. They are sp sp spoken 
so that we might join the apostles in examining our own hearts and asking that all-important question, is it I? Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight: let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. It was Judas who betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, and Judas whom Jesus is referring to in our text, that's true. But it is true that all the apostles, not just Judas, betrayed him. Peter, of course, denied him. Peter and James and John all fell asleep and instead of spending that hour in prayer that Jesus so badly needed, and all of them fled, ran away, left him when he was taken captive. Is it I? We too join the apostles in examining our hearts, asking that, in que that question, is it I who have betrayed the Lord? And to help us with that examination, we have Dr. Martin Luther's small catechism, Table of Duties. We won't go through the whole table tonight, but we'll look at a couple of examples, right? Have I been faithful in listening to Jesus' word? Have I been faithful in coming to church in home devotions and daily prayer? Have I been faithful in not only hearing God's word, but actually inwardly digesting it? Actually listening to what it says and making it a part of my life? Colossians 3.16 Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Is it true of me that God's word has dwelt in me richly. Is it I who have betrayed the Lord? Because through my lack of caring, my casual attitude to God's word, I have caused him to die for my sin. Have I been faithful to the government which God has given to me? Lord Jesus makes it clear that when we honor and respect and obey the government, we are honoring, respecting, and obeying him. And when we dishonor and disrespect and refuse to obey the government, we are dishonoring and disrespecting Jesus. We are betraying Jesus. Romans 13, 2. Whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Is it I? Is it I who have betrayed the Lord with a disrespectful and dishonoring attitude towards God's appointed authorities? Have I been faithful as spouse, daughter, son, mother, father, sibling? When, when was the last time I sought my own desires above that of my family? One of the greatest earthly gifts that God gives to us is spouse and family, parents and siblings and children. And yet we so often despise this gift that God has given to us by failing to treasure our family and honor and love and respect them and seeking my own desire instead. When did I last appreciate and thank God for these gifts? Is it I who have betrayed Jesus by 
my attitude towards the family he has given to me. Lord, is it I? And the answer, of course, is yes. It is I who have betrayed Jesus. Lord, is it I for whom you died? And there, of course, the answer is once again, yes, it is I for whom the Lord died. Because each and every one of these disciples is rightly afraid that it is I. Therefore, Christ institutes the Lord's Supper. So that they might be reassured, they might be confirmed, that even though it is I who have sinned against God and betrayed Jesus and caused his death, nevertheless, it is also I for whom Christ died. What better way is there? to reassure us that we are forgiven, to bring us back into fellowship and to make sure we know his love towards us other than to invite us to sit down, to, to come into his home, to sit down and dine with him, for him to serve us as favored guests and thereby to show us that he died for our sins. Jesus does not leave the apostles or us exceedingly sorrowful. They were exceedingly sorrowful in our text, but Jesus doesn't leave them exceedingly sorrowful, does he? It would seem as though Jesus casts a pall over the evening with his words, his accusation, one of you will betray me. It would seem as though he turned what ought to be a wonderful evening of fellowship into something sad and dreary, but he cracks open their hearts and ours only so that he can heal, so that he can give us true fellowship, not a fake, false fellowship. Having shown us our guilt and our sin, having taught us to say, yes, it is I who have betrayed the Lord and sinned against him, he also teaches us to know with certainty that it is I for whom he died that we are forgiven. The Lord's Supper makes it clear. Is it I? Yes, it is I for whom he died. And yes, it is I for whom he gave his supper. And it is I who received the true body and blood of Christ. 1 Corinthians 10.16 The cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? So intimate, so personal is the Lord's Supper that there is no sacrament without you. He gives you his body and his blood when you receive and when you eat, take and eat, as he says, the bread and the wine. Unless you take and eat it, there is no sacrament, but only bread and wine. Three things are necessary for it to be a sacrament. First, the word of God in which Jesus comes to us to make sure we know that it is I for whom he died and it is I who receive his body and blood. Secondly, the earthly elements, the bread and the wine, by which Christ reassures us not only with his words, but with something that we can taste and touch and smell that it is I for whom he died and I who are forgiven. And finally, you 
You to whom Christ says, take and eat. Lord's Supper is not a lunch buffet where the food is set out for anyone to take and it grows stale under those heat lamps as it sits there all day, is it? The Lord's Supper is a time when Jesus personally comes to serve you. So that when you take and eat the bread and the wine, Jesus is coming to you to give you his body and blood and the forgiveness of sins so that you might know that you are forgiven. Is it I? Yes, indeed, it is I who have betrayed the Lord. And yes, it is I for whom the Lord died. And yes, it is I who received from the hand of Christ himself the true body and blood. Jesus calls on us to join the apostles this evening in that examination of our hearts so that we also might ask that all-important question, is it I? So that we also might join in that sweet fellowship divine by which we might know that it is I for whom he died and I who receive his body and blood. Amen.